I had several points, but I'm not going to review tonight because as we were uh, praying in the Spirit, I heard the Holy Spirit say, uh, just jump right on in to the Scriptures and the part that you have about divine guidance and uh, being in the will of God and finding the will of God. And then, hallelujah, of course, the, the prophecy that came forth lined right up with that. Hallelujah. God wants us to know His will. And uh, it's not, the Lord said to me, even as we're praying, uh, that you can know the will of God. You can know the plan of God for your life. You can know that you're led by the Spirit and, and God's, uh, you're doing the right thing. And so uh, <clears throat> tonight we're going to find out the best way to do that. The best way to to find to get divine guidance, and uh, hallelujah, and so and to, and as soon as the service over tonight, we're going to the PSST and have uh, a snack or a full meal deal, whatever you want at Chick Fil A, and for for a time of fellowship. I encourage you to come. Fellowship's an important part. I encourage you to come. And plus, we just have a plain old good time being together. But uh, <clears throat> so tonight, we're going to look at uh, scriptures for divine guidance. We're going to look at scriptures quite a few tonight. You don't have to look them up if you don't want to. You can just watch them up on the screen. But I would write down the list of scriptures if I were you. And when I'm seeking the will of God on a specific thing, or just a general, in just a general sense, I use this these scriptures, and I will go over this uh, and pray this out. I actually have these scriptures written out right here. And uh, hallelujah, God is uh, God is in agreement. And when you pray the scriptures and you speak the scriptures, you get in alignment with the will of God. And we want our guidance, our, our guidance to come from God, to come from the scriptures and not to come from emotion, not to come from feelings. Because how many of you know you can get weary and well-doing? You can get bored. You can get just uh, physically tired and it, <clears throat> and it really affects you. But we don't want to be led by, and, and you know, there's uh, people can uh, have an influence uh, upon us, uh, what people think, especially there are people that really affect us sometimes more than others. I know uh, my children have always had, I've I had an effect on me, and, uh, you know, sometimes you have to be, you, you, you kind of have to, I love my kids, and I don't mean this to sound bad, but you can miss the will of God letting your children have an effect on you. Uh, I know when I was even in seventh grade, my daddy said, uh, well, we might move to Seminole. We were living in Seagrace, which is 18 miles and I, apart. And I remember I cried and cried and cried. You'd have thought the earth was coming to an end 
because that's how I cried and cried and cried and cried. Now, I don't know if he was ever supposed to move to Seminole or whatever, but I ended up in Seminole, and he ended up in Seminole before it was all uh, said and done. But uh, <coughs> So your kids can have a great pull on you, but we're not supposed to be led by our children or led by uh, the, you know, even I, I know uh, we had some people in our Bible study when we were still just having a Bible study in Seagraves before we started pastoring, and uh, it was spirit-filled and, and all that. And uh, so these people decided that they were going to transfer and move to Tahoka. And, you know, there was no spirit-filled church in Tahoka. And so because of that, without and they were newly filled with the Spirit. This was all new to all of us. We had just all gotten kind of filled with the Spirit at the same time, and we were learning to walk with God in the things of the Holy Spirit. But you know what? Without fellowship, until you are full-grown and mature, or at least a little more mature, until Christ be formed within you, without Christian fellowship and people to pray with you, and without hearing the Word of God, you, you will not be able to hold on to it. Very few people can hold on to it. We talked about with one of our pastor friends this week how... Um, you know, people leave this church and you think, boy, they've been in this church five, ten years. They're still going to be Holy Ghost-inspired, filled Christians. But what it's been our notice that most of them, five years from then, even sooner, they don't know anything about faith. They don't know. They're, they're, they don't keep up. Because it takes that living, and the Bible talks about this, that you stay with those of like precious faith, and, it, and you, you don't realize how much your faith is helping me and my faith is helping you and together. But when you get out there where there is no faith, or you get out there, in, and, and I'm not trying to advertise for River Church tonight, but I'm just saying without the right Christian fellowship, you will lose what you have. So this family that moved to Tahoka, they did that. And so first thought they lost what they had. They just, but you, and you know what? It was in a few years, two or three years, they moved to Seminole. Well, we'd, by that time, we'd already started a church in Seminole. So we're like, oh, oh y'all come, y'all come. But they had already lost it all. So they didn't have any desire. It, they just couldn't hook up with it. And plus, we had moved on. We had grown. We had gone further. And so they couldn't hook up with it. So they didn't. And you know, the Lord, oh, man, I tell you, they were, they were just, they were on the brink of destruction and I just I knew it in my heart I just knew that if they didn't pull it together this wasn't going to end well so I remember I felt like the Holy Ghost sent me to talk to to her and so I just said you know Linda and we were close friends we had worked together before we were even filled the spirit at Columbian Carbon and uh, and so that's the carbon black plant. And anyway, uh, we had worked together. And so I said, Linda, you know, y'all got to pull it together. Y'all got to get back in church. Y'all got to get back in the spirit-filled life. But And she listened and she nodded. And I know we need to. But she didn't and they didn't. And then they ended up divorced. And, uh, you know... <laughs> Hallelujah. So you can't be led just by, well, here's a job offer or here's this. You need divine guidance. You need to be led by the Spirit. God sees down the road. He knows what you need. He knows exactly what you need. He knows what fits you. Uh, he knows what doesn't fit you.
Uh, hallelujah. He knows what house. He knows the, he knows the good things about a house, the bad things about a house. He knows the spiritual atmosphere even changing houses will put you into. And uh <clears throat> So I'm 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 an, I'm an advocate tonight for being divinely guided by the Holy Spirit and the best way to be guided is by the scriptures. So I've given Barry the scriptures tonight so we can have them up on the and so we're going to start with uh and, and and we and the way you do this the way that this is best engaged is that you take these scriptures and you pray these scriptures and put yourself in agreement with these scriptures and 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 speak these scriptures over yourself so beginning with proverbs 20 verse 27 says okay he's fast the spirit of man of man is the candle of the lord searching the all the inward parts of the belly let's just read that together the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. So it's it's the inner, it's in the belly that your the spirit that the spirit is, your spirit is, the Holy Spirit is. It's the spirit of the man. Then candle speaks of light, and light is always speaks of revelation. And so the revelation is in the belly, in the inward parts of the belly. And so to, as you go over this scripture, say, my spirit is the candle of the Lord and is searching the, all the inward parts of my belly. I thank you, Lord, the will of God for this situation or just for my life is in my belly. And then Psalm 1828, for thou will light my candle... The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. And praying and saying, Lord, light, light up my, give me revelation. Light my candle. Uh, enlighten the darkness for me. Lord, I'm not seeing this as much as I, as fully as I need to see it. I'm not, I need to know the will of God. And you do. You need to know the will of God in many areas tonight. Many of you need the will of God tonight. And then going to Proverbs 20 and verse 5. These are in no particular order. Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water. But a man of understanding will draw it out. So we've already determined that the, the, uh, the will of God, the counsel of the Lord, is in your spirit, man. It's not in your head. It's certainly not in your feelings. It's not in your mind. And it's not in your emotions. Well, I feel that this, or I... No, we don't want to feel it. We want to know what the Holy Ghost is saying. And so the, we have to draw that out of our spirit man. And one of the best ways to do that is to pray in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit draws out the counsel of the Lord. Draws it out of your spirit. Uh, staying in the Word of God. Of course, anything, worshiping, uh, those things will draw out. We never want to be led from negative circumstances. We don't want to be led from, uh, well, I just can't take this anymore. You ever heard anybody say, I can't take this anymore? You ever said, I can't take this anymore? Yes. Uh, or, uh, 
I'm, we don't want to be led from that side of things because uh, sometimes things that are not necessarily that positive are absolutely the will of God for that season. Just for example, Joseph in the, in the prison. That, you know, for that season, he was supposed to be there for God's purposes. And I believe that if we are thinking right and thinking in a line with God's purposes and his plans, that we can be happy in the prison. And Paul in prison writing the New Testament. <laughs> you know, uh, so we pray in the Spirit, and that draws out the counsel of the Lord. Then moving to Proverbs 20 and verse 12. The hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord hath made even both of them. The hearing ear. This is not talking about, of course, he did make our literal ears to hear and our eyes to see. But he's talking about a spiritual ear that hears. A lot of people don't hear God, but that's not his plan. He wants us to hear him. He says, my sheep hear my voice. And so, but we have to cultivate that hearing ear. And we have to uh, cultivate the seeing eye. One of the ways we do that is to acknowledge what we hear, to write down what we hear. Uh, you should go to prayer. You should go to your time in the Word with a piece of paper, uh, a notebook. You should have a notebook where you write down things. You think you will remember, but you won't. And besides, God's, God wants to speak to you more than one thing. And so you certainly aren't going to remember all of it. And besides all that, things you think you hear that don't mean anything to you today, two weeks from now, the Holy Ghost will remind you of it. And it'll be very significant <clears throat> because it'll connect to something else. God doesn't usually speak in a, a paragraph that you can write down the whole thing and you get every part of the vision or every part of what God wants you to do. He doesn't do it that way. He gives you a piece here and then a piece there. And then it's like a puzzle. When you begin to put it together, you begin to see the entire uh, thing. So the hearing ear and the seeing eye. If you put in, if you write down the word heart, H-E-A-R-T. In the middle of heart is ear. So keep that in mind. The hearing ear and the seeing eye. That's going to be in your heart. The hearing ear and the seeing eye are not here, but in your heart. Turning now to Job 38, verse 36. Who hath put wisdom... In the inward parts, give an understanding to the heart. So the wisdom of God is in the inward parts. It's in your belly, once again, not in your head. The wisdom of God, because what, the, the, what did it say in Corinthians? The wisdom of this world is foolishness to God. The, the counsel of 
natural people, even when they have your, uh, even when they love you, even when they have your best interest at heart, it may not be uh, if they're carnal, if they're carnal. Now, if they're not carnal and they're listening to God and they're seeking God, you certainly should uh, consider their counsel. But the uh, uh, but the carnal the carnal person does not necessarily have the counsel of God for you. God sometimes will use a carnal person, but usually when He uses a carnal person to confirm something to you. They do it without knowing it. They say something and just, and they don't even know anything about what you're thinking. Uh, so he hath put wisdom in the inward parts. Now that wisdom in the inward parts has to be drawn out also. And you draw that wisdom out by praying in the Spirit. And not just for a minute or two, but but spending day after day, day after day, praying in the Spirit. If you spend day after day praying in the Spirit, you will never lack for having and knowing the will of God. You may uh, have to go to these scriptures and believe God and, and, and get the finer details, but you will... You will have the will of God because you will be daily drawing out the wisdom of God into your heart. And then over in Ephesians 1, verse 17, this is very familiar to you, this scripture. Verse 17 and 18. And this is what Paul said he prayed, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, give unto may give unto you, but pray it for yourself this way, give unto me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of my understanding being enlightened, that I may know. That I may know. You, yeah, well, he lists some things that you may know, but that you may know everything. That you may know everything that you need to know, that you may know. When you need to know, Pray, God of the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, give unto me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. And be submitted to His will. If you have to have your own way, you're going to miss God. If you have to, if you're going to do it your way, no matter no matter what, you will miss God. No matter how He warns you, how He, you know. You'll miss God if you have to have it your way. If you've already made up your mind to marry the old man, the old guy, the old... Hallelujah. It won't matter what I say. It wouldn't matter what Moses said. Jesus could appear and it wouldn't matter. It don't matter what the Word says. And I'll just tell you right up front, if the Word says it, He's not going to appear to you and confirm the Word. He expects you to go by what if... There's some things the Word doesn't talk about. But the Word talks about don't be unequally yoked with anyone who is inconsistent for, with the faith. He's not going to confirm that to you. He might a little bit in the sense of, you know, maybe your pastor will say, well, are you sure about that or something like that? But He's not just going to keep coming back at you. He's not going to beg you to obey His Word. You know what His Word says? And you're not going to get, you, you're going to have to make up your mind. And the more you know the Word, let me even rephrase that. Not the more you know the Word. The, 
the longer you've been in Christ and you should know the Word, the more you're responsible for it, even if you don't know it. When we let that district, not district attorney, what was he? County attorney. When we let that county attorney, who was a spirit-filled Christian, assume our loan in Seminole, Texas, it don't matter if you know or remember or not that the word says don't be unequally yoked with do not be unequally yoked or not to cosign more specifically not to cosign it don't remember it don't matter if i remembered it or not because right there in the emotion of the moment of wanting to sell that house because i wanted to buy another one right in the emotion of the moment it's not that I was ignoring the Word of God or if I said, oh, I'm not going to pay any attention to that. No, it's just that I didn't remember it. It's not that I'd never read it before. I just didn't remember that Scripture. And it doesn't matter if I remembered it or not. And God still held us accountable for it. Now, He helped us once we repented, but... So you are responsible for what you know the Word says. And what you don't know, the Word says, if you should know it said that. Now, if you're a baby Christian, you've just been saved three months, there's going to be a lot of grace and a lot of leniency on how many times God will try to help you not make this mistake. And He will try to help you. But if you know the Word and you're ignoring it, don't expect three confirmations. Hallelujah. Colossians 1.9, let's move on. Hallelujah. This is also pretty familiar to you. And Paul said, I pray this, that I might be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that I might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. There are so many little key points in this scripture being filled with the knowledge of His will is something that we ought to be praying on a regular basis. That we're constantly, not just once in a while, get filled with the knowledge of His will, but that we are constantly being uh, filled with the knowledge of His will, constantly being filled with wisdom, and constantly uh, having spiritual understanding imparted to us. Uh, you know... Um, and that, and and part of the way to do this is is to walk worthy of the Lord and be into all pleasing, Lord, that I might please you. That might that has to be our goal for wanting to know the will of God is that I might be pleasing to you. I want to please you, Lord. So I want the will of God and and testing things, being fruitful in every good work. That's a test. Is this a good work? You know, going to work down there at the Coors distributorship, that's not a good work. You know, I always wanted to uh, own a Hallmark star, store. That was always something I thought would be so much fun is to own a Hallmark store. But, you know, I knew that I would, I, uh, even as I meditated on that through the years, and this was in past years that I wanted to do that, there's, there's so many things good about Hallmark, but you know what you got to do? you got to compromise starting September 1st, and you got to mess with all that Halloween mess. And, and, and you know, it might not be 
wrong for everybody to sell Halloween, but for me to get out on the street corner and peddle Halloween stuff to people, to innocent victims who, who know no better, that would be a big, not a good work compromise for me. So you can eliminate a lot of stuff just by saying, is this a good work? And is this going to be fruitful? Am I really going to be able to bear fruit? And wh- doing this, 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 uh, this thing. And uh, is this going to be a place where I can increase in the knowledge of God? It says there, increasing in the knowledge of God. For our friends that moved to Tahoka, that wasn't going to be a place that they could increase in the knowledge of God. You know, and there's a lot of little towns in America, bunches of them, that it's not that it's not a place. There might be even some big towns that it's not a place when where you can increase in the knowledge of God. And every move we make, it shouldn't be a. Um, it should be some place where we're going to increase in the knowledge of God. Uh, Romans eight, verse one, no, verse fourteen. Excuse me. Verse 14, and then we'll drop down to 16. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Let's just say say that over ourselves tonight. Let's say this. I am a son of God, and I am led by the Spirit of God. We need to expect to be led by the Spirit. Hallelujah. And then verse 16, the Spirit himself beareth witness with our spirit. The Holy Ghost, the will of God, the Holy Ghost will of God will bear witness with your spirit. And, uh, you know, Brother Hagin used to talk about when something's not the will of God sometimes, and this is, it depends on how much you've trained yourself to listen to God, of course. How, how, but there, it's like you have a little uh, inside, a little scratching. And you may 90% of the time, yes, 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 but I got this little scratch that every once in a while, I'm not, I don't have that certainty. I've got that little scratch down on the inside. And, of course, he used that example of uh, that lady saying, I... Brother Hagin, I hate my mother-in-law. And he said, now look down on the inside. And you know, sometimes I will say things to myself and listen to what I feel down here. Like I'll say, okay, we're going to sell that. We're going to sell this car. And I, I, I see if anything's, what do I feel down here? I sometimes I look for the green light, the red light. And uh, sometimes, here's what happens. I'll ask myself that question. I'll say it out loud. Are we supposed to sell that? And I'll get green light, red light. You know, I'll get green light one time, red light, you know. Well, let me tell you, that's a sure sign. Don't do anything when it's green one minute, red one minute. What that means to me is, listen, I hadn't been able to separate my feelings out for this. And I'm giving myself green lights and red lights because the Holy Ghost just got one light. It's not, it's not, 
well, green kind of, but red sort of, you know, and uh, uh, no, the holy, the will of God's not jicky. You know, it's just, and and it, it, you just hadn't prayed long enough. You just hadn't, you don't know, sometimes you just don't know enough yet. You hadn't walked down the road far enough to see it uh, good enough yet. You know, we're just not close enough yet to, you know, you're asking God about something in 2020. You don't have, you don't, um, you're not close enough yet. Some more things need to progress in the spirit before you can know the will of God. Or like the guy that uh, Andrew Womack talks about. And uh, he had uh, gone to Bible college somewhere in Oklahoma, I believe. And he hadn't been there six months or so, not very long at all. And the, he felt, and he just knew for certain he was supposed to move to some town. And he hadn't even finished, hadn't even got started good to move to some town in Texas. And he is like, God, if you want me to move to Texas, and that was the will of God, and that's what you wanted me to do, why did you send me here to this Bible college? And the Lord spoke to him, and he said, you just gave me two choices. You said, Lord, am I supposed to go to this Bible college or that Bible college? And it was neither one. And sometimes we pray wrong. We ask the wrong question. We pray wrong. And we give the Lord two choices. And it's neither one. And if you keep praying that way, and the Lord then said to him, he said, well, I sent you to the best of the two. And uh, I don't, the story went on. He ended up quitting Bible college and obeying God. Okay, are we at Proverbs? We finished Proverbs. Well, now we finished. Oh, Romans, sorry. Now we're in 1 Corinthians one thirty. By his doing, I am in Christ Jesus, who became to me wisdom from God. He, became, he, he was made unto me. Why don't y'all read that to me up there? Because I have it wrote down different. Somebody read. Okay, it was his doing that I... So confess over yourself, I am in Christ Jesus. And he became to me wisdom from God. Amen. Then dropping down to chapter 2, verse 16 of 1 Corinthians. I have the mind of Christ. I have the say that I have the mind of Christ, and I believe it's in the Amplified. It says, "I have the mind of Christ, and I hold the thoughts, feelings, and intents of His heart." Hallelujah! Praise God! Praise God! Praise God! Then to Psalm one hundred and forty-three, verse ten. I trust tonight that you are getting some scriptures about the will of God that you did not have in your arsenal before. And so use these. Use these. Hallelujah. I think I'll have you read that one too. Melissa, you want to read that one too? Okay. That's good. The Art Scrolls translation says, Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. 
May your good spirit guide me over level ground. Just a little bit different. But teach me to do your will. You know it is a learning curve. Learning to do the will of God. And some of learning to do the will of God will be involved missing it and then realizing where you missed it and why you missed it. And repenting of it, but not ever stopping, stop, don't ever stop seeking to get it right and to get the will of God. Psalm 32, 8. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. Thank you, Lord, for instructing us, teaching us in the way we should go. Lord, guide us with your eye. Hallelujah. And if you will humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and if you will say, Lord, you know, if you will really humble yourself of not my will, but your will be done, Lord, that I don't have any dog in this fight. I do not want to miss you. I don't want to make a mistake. Lord, correct me where I'm wrong. Hallelujah. Then you will get a lot more instruction from the Lord, having an humble heart and being, being, you know, he's not going to work with you if you're stubborn and rebellious like he's going to work with you if you've humbled yourself under his mighty hand and say, I don't want to miss it, Lord. And not my own will. And not some, you know, sometimes we can just, uh, uh, you know, just the the glamour of something. It can sound so glamorous. The grass, they say, is always greener on the other side of the fence. But you know it never is in, in the long run. And most the, the perfect will of God is the safest place on earth. Being in the will of God is everything. Hallelujah. Psalm 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Verse, and, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, verse 8. Dropping down to verse 8. In your behalf, my heart has said, Seek my presence. Your presence, Lord, I do seek. Getting in the presence of God, getting in the anointing of God can get you a revelation of what you're supposed to do. Even if, I know when we were, we knew we were supposed to move. We had had a, we had been spoken to by the Lord. We'd had a confirmation, several confirmations that we were moving. But we did not know the will of God for where. I mean, we had already been to Birmingham, but we just didn't know if that was it or if there was something else coming. And the Lord said, I'm going to speak to you after Christmas. And so after Christmas, we went to a Mark Brzee Holy Ghost meeting. And it I don't know what Mark Brzee preached on. It didn't matter. We got in the presence of God. And when you get in the presence of God, and there was a powerful presence that night, you get downloads from heaven when you're in the presence of God. And we got a download about what to do, when to do it. Hallelujah. And so we got a download from heaven that way. Seek my presence. So go after his presence as much as you go after. Because you can be seeking the will of God and be fretting and, you know, worrying and all. But if you'll go after his presence, you'll find the will of God. 
maybe not all in one time, maybe not a download to the degree that we had that night at that meeting, but if you go after it and keep getting in the presence of God, you will get the things that you need. Psalm 16 and verse 11. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. Praise God. So God shows us the path. Deuteronomy 4.36 Out of heaven he makes me to hear his voice so that he might instruct me. Thank you, Lord, that you make us to hear your voice, that you may instruct us. Psalm 16, 11. Thou wilt show me the path of life. Oh, I've already read that one. That's a repeat. I'm sorry. Okay. The last scripture, Isaiah 50, verse 4 and 5. I don't have that one written out. Isaiah 50, verse 4 and 5. The Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. That's the first part, but this is the part I want you to see. He wakeneth me morning by morning. He wakeneth mine ear to hear as the learned. So he wakes you up in the morning to hear. Morning is one of the best times to hear because your day's not all cluttered up. Uh, you're not you're refreshed, or you should be. You're not tired. It's harder to hear the will of God, harder to know the will of God when you're exhausted. Everything's going to seem, uh, you know, joy cometh in the morning. His mercies are new every morning. That's a good time to hear the, the to hear the Lord speak to you. And not just about the will of God, but just to hear His voice. We want to be operating in hearing His voice and in Revelation. Verse 5, The Lord God hath opened mine ear, and I was not rebellious, neither turned away back. You want to hear God, get rid of rebellion. Because you're not going to hear God very well if you've got rebellion in your heart. So, that's the best way to get divine guidance is to pray and get these scriptures before you. Get along with God. Speak these and go and, and speak them over yourselves until they become real to you. And it begins to, uh, that this begins to be not just something you do just for one time knowing the will of God, but it begins to be where you live. You live receiving revelation. You live uh, knowing the will of God. Get in agreement with with the scriptures. Align yourselves to them. And just receive what God already wants you to have. I believe we heard that Sunday morning. Receive what our God already wants you to have. And He already wants you to know His will. He doesn't want us walking around in the dark. He doesn't want us making mistakes in marriage or going to the wrong college or majoring in the wrong thing and getting out and becoming a lawyer and say, I hate lawyering. That's a bad thing. You just spent seven years or eight years being a lawyer and now you hate it and you want to go run a ranch in West Texas. That's crazy. You know, you could have known up front the will of God. 
And yet God still uses everything. Don't get me wrong. He Everything we done and missed it and all those failures, all things work together for good. He's supernatural like that. He somehow makes it fit into the plan. Even the place. But it's easier and better if we don't miss it. Hallelujah. Getting the right person. Getting the right uh, spouse. Hallelujah. Being at the right place. At the right time. Our steps are ordered by the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, now next week we're going to... I wanted to just jump right into that part of the message. I mean, I felt like that's what the Holy Spirit said and confirmed. So I trust somebody needed that this week, not next week. And so uh, next week we're going to review some... And I've got some other stuff to add to that. Hallelujah. Let's pray about the will of God. Thank you, Lord. Father, we truly want to know your will. We want to know, we want to be divinely guided in the perfect will of God. And that it be a daily walk. Holy Spirit, make these scriptures come alive to us. And as as we've spoken them tonight, every one of those scriptures begin to work in us until the will of God is known and perfected inside of us. Until everything in us wants only what you want. And that we see your wisdom. We see your the revelation that we need to. We, see, we have understanding. Hallelujah. And Lord, any place we've missed the will of God, we ask for forgiveness. And Lord, we ask you to make an adjustment that puts us right back in the path of where we need to be at the time we need to be there. Thank you, Lord, that you looked ahead. You even knew where we would miss it. And you factored that into the time frame so that we still get there right when we need to be. Hallelujah. Thank you for causing all things that to work together for good. Thank you, Lord God, that every mistake we made, you teach us from it. You, you uh, cause us to be more in understanding of how you work, of, of how the kingdom of God functions. And that every day we live, we hear better, we see better into spiritual things. We ask that in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for the still small voice. Thank you for the inward witness. Thank you that we are led by the Spirit of God. And it is our delight, Lord God, to do your will. And we do not resist the will of God in any way. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah.